Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Welcome into another episode of the 615 Sessions podcast. You're on the A to Z Sports Podcast Network. Buck Rising here with you for another edition of our little Friday show. So, obviously, a great deal of things have changed since the last time that we spoke. Titans uh, eliminated from the NFL postseason. Jags advance and win their first divisional title in quite some time. A lot of questions in this offseason ahead, and we're going to talk about some of the moving parts and pieces that have gone down in the last week or so. Also, you're going to hear from our friend Diana Rossini of ESPN, who uh, I was lucky enough to catch up with earlier this week. Do all of that in just a second after I remind you that Two Rivers Ford is the presenting sponsor of the 615 Sessions podcast. No matter how you like to shop, Two Rivers always makes it fast, easy, and fun for you. And right now is the best time to go check out all of their in-stock inventory. It's been a while since Two Rivers has had all kinds of available vehicles for you to test drive in person on the lot. Explorers, Escapes, F-150s, the new electric Mach-E Mustang, and of course, the Bronco Sport. Two Rivers Ford has all the 2023 model year Fords available for you right now. So head out to Mount Juliet, test drive one for yourself, or call them at 800-900-1000 and speak with one of their fantastic non-commissioned salespeople. Two Rivers Ford, powered by Ford, driven by people. So let's uh, play the conversation with Diana Rossini, a portion of the conversation with Diana Rossini from my radio show on 104.5 The Zone. Then we'll come back, catch up about what's going on with the general manager search as well as the offensive coordinator. Later on. In the meantime, we got to celebrate. Diana Rossini's back on the radio show. It makes me so happy. Hello, friend. Hi. It is good to hear your voice and hear Lucas's voice. Uh, I will continue to, to make a case that he should be the host of the show, but either way, today I'm going to uh, I'll just allow you to do your job. You, do you know that that's the only thing I can get you and Mike Giardi to agree on, is the fact that I shouldn't be hosting my own radio show? Please, it's the only thing Mike Giardi and I agree on, too. Uh, <laughs> I just spent a week with him in Buffalo, and, and man, it's like... We, we're just oil and, and vinegar. We do, n- we do not mix very well. Well, excuse me, oil and water. Oil and vinegar mixes fantastically. Uh, we are oil and water, and, and uh, one day we will figure out a way to get along. But I think, I think it's good, right? Like to have a reporter at the NFL Network despise a reporter from ESPN covering the same game, to me it just, it just pushes the competitiveness. And, you, you know, tune in to me because I'm going to have better info because Mike, you know, we know what Mike is. No, there's no question. He was terrible. We had we had him on earlier in the week, and I said, "There's no, you know." I was I was very complimentary. It's it's tough for me to say anything nice to him, but um, I was very complimentary of the the job that you and so many of our other friends and colleagues at, at a variety of different networks have done in the uh, 
in the coverage of of the Bills situation with Demar Hamlin and all these different things. But yeah, you know, there's no question. We know who the who the superior reporter in these uh, oh. it, when it comes to when it comes to the coverage of the league, and of course, in terms of appearances on this radio show, we know who who the big well, dog is. Th- this is just a small example of why why Mike isn't very good at what he does. So we're in Buffalo together. You know, it's a sensitive story, but we're you know we got to be there pretty much all hours of the day as we're waiting to hear more uh, about DeMar Hamlin's uh, you know, health, but also waiting to hear from Bill's players. So, uh, you know, he has his, his uh, SUV sitting there outside, uh, sitting inside waiting to go do his uh, report. So I hopped in just to say hello, catch up. He's got water bottles everywhere, food everywhere. I asked to use a charger. He doesn't even have a charger. Like, he's, he's absolutely useless at this point so because usually in the uh, you know when you have to cover these big stories you want to find people you can hang out with in between because you know you have a lot of downtime and i quickly realize when i go to buffalo i'm, I'm alone yeah that's that is what it is at diana espn is where you can follow her on the socials so um it's kind of a bleep show down here diana in the meantime before we talk about actually meaningful football that's gonna oh, be played. It is. yes uh, what I just just from from a thousand foot view and and I know uh, the the number of people that you uh, that you discuss these various openings with the, across the league. What do you make of the GM and offensive coordinator situation down here in uh, good old Nashville, Tennessee? Uh, I, I'm still not fully sold on uh, the to- uh, on, on the firing of the offensive coordinator. Um, I really thought they'd hang on, which I know uh, Titans fans are listening, going what. Because, uh, you know, I felt like heads were – the Titans fans wanted a, a change at the offensive coordinator position week three, uh, maybe even going back to last season. But I, I just feel like the organization sticks with what they're comfortable with, and it seemed like that was something that they were going to be comfortable with. But then after we saw the results um, – and, and and to Todd's defense, you know, you take away his best pass catcher. Derek's not having a great season. Um Ryan gets hurt. You're asking a lot, but um, I do think change will be good um, as this Titans team is going to move forward. Um, let's let's go back to the GM talk. I think this is going to be a really interesting hire on on what direction they go. And knowing that Mike Vrabel is going to have a lot of power, and it, and it seems like he already does. And and you know you can just look at the fact that that John Robinson was fired, and and Mike Vrabel was not. That told you everything. Um, in terms of how ownership views who's the more valuable person in the situation, um, so to find a GM that's going to be that's going to be able to get along with, with Rabel and also have the same vision as him, I think, I think that that's not as easy of a task, especially just knowing what coach's background is, where he comes from, how he does things. You know, anytime I've ever talked to anyone with a connection to New England. Uh, on the coaching side of the world, they've always said it's so difficult when you grew up New England, when you grew up the New England way, the Patriot way, and you have to then adjust to other ways of doing things. It takes a minute. Um, and, and they're always going to believe that they do it the right way. So uh, I'm curious to see if there will be a New England connection. I don't know of anything or anyone that they're interviewing that, that does at this point. Um, but I think fi- – Mike Vrabel finding someone that he can work well with, with with that same 
uh, mentality that he has and the type of players he's looking for. And I'm also interested to see if, if he's going to have any roster control. How much of a say will yeah. he have? I think that's, that's going to be big. And if I'm a Titans fan, I, I want him picking the players he's coaching instead of it him being given the players and then trying to find a way to coach him up. Okay, so that there's a variety of different things there. Um, I, I want to start, though, with the, with the last point that you made about if you're a Titans fan, having Mike involved in, in the selection of the players or more involved in the selection of the players. I, I understand why that would be the case, but also the example of that most recently is a guy that Mike worked for in Bill O'Brien. And I know you can't, you, know, you can't translate the sins of one to another just because they worked in close proximity, but there's a lot of parallels, Diana, to that situation that I look at. I'm like, ah, I don't know how I feel about this entirely if I'm somebody who is uh, of rooting interest for the Tennessee Titans. Yeah, no, no, that, and, and that is a fair comparison. That's a fair way to look at it. We saw what happened in Houston. Um, but I, I think that there is also a strength in Vrabel with knowing – what he is good at and what he isn't, and and how much. It, it, look at it this way. With John Robinson being there with him and bringing him in over the years and Rabel staying in his lane and allowing John Robinson to make all those decisions tells you that Rabel has the ability to not need full power and control. Um, I, I, don't, I don't see a world where – this general manager comes in and is just a talking head, and Mike is doing all the, the you know, making all the decisions. Right. I, I just, I don't. I, he doesn't, as as much as a, um, as a leader and and just you know, determined person he can be. I think he knows his strength is is football and uh, and. and the interactions with the guys. I think he's going to allow somebody to come in to take care of all the GM uh, responsibilities. And and I think it's going to be the word, you know, I think you guys have all been hearing down there is a collaboration, right? And I think that's important. Uh, and I think that's good, by the way. Uh, a lot of the teams that I cover that have success, there is a lot of collaborations. Very rarely is it just one person making all the calls. We're going to talk about the GM and OC openings here in Tennessee right after I remind you that Superbook Sports is who makes this podcast possible. NFL Super Wildcard Weekend on the horizon, and there is no better place, literally, to bet Super Wildcard Weekend than Superbook Sports. They'll match your first bet up to $1,000, win or lose, and they always offer you the best odds boost and promo bets around. It's clean, it's easy to use when you download the Superbook Sports app, and it gives you the chance to take the fight to the best odds makers on the strip. So download the Superbook app today. Go to Superbook.com for terms and conditions. Gambling problem? Call the Tennessee Red Line, 1-800-889-9789. So, obviously, since last we spoke, uh, not only have the Titans been eliminated, but Four staffers, including offensive coordinator Todd Downing, were not retained uh, at the end of Monday, and the general manager search has been ongoing for quite some time. Now, a list of candidates have been requested to be interviewed at this point, and a lot of, uh, a lot of different interesting places are being considered, and a lot of interesting names are being considered for this general manager position. So now as you look at the kind of people that are being interviewed, yesterday, as we take this podcast on a Friday afternoon, the two internal candidates, Ryan Cowden, who's been the interim GM, and Monty Ossenfort, their director of player personnel, both interviewed for the GM position uh, 
Thursday. Today, on Friday, Rand Carthen of the 49ers and uh, the Browns general, uh, excuse me, the Browns staffer Glenn Cook will be in the building to interview. And then Saturday, it will conclude this week's round of interviews. Ian Cunningham with the Chicago Bears and Quentin Harris of the Arizona Cardinals. They are also, they have also put in a request to interview Malik Boyd from the Bills. And Adam Peters, the assistant general manager of the 49ers, has already declined their interview request as well as the Arizona Cardinals, citing a uh, an interest in supporting the 49ers as they continue to try and make a Super Bowl run. Uh, they'll play in Wild Card Weekend, in fact, in fact, hosting the Seahawks, which should be a particularly fun game. So, as far as Cowden and Austin Ford are concerned, those are the two people that I know the best, uh, obviously, given the proximity that I've been working with them. Cowden's been here my entire time covering the Tennessee Titans and is very, very, both of them, very, very well regarded across the NFL. Cowden and Austin Ford have gotten multiple interviews in different seasons for general manager openings and, and haven't necessarily been able to nail one down just yet. I do think that there's a, an interesting conversation to be had, though, about you know, obviously those two. Uh, Cowden has been here the entire time under John Robinson, and Austin Fort joined the staff in 2020, I do believe. So a lot of the circumstances that have led to the Titans roster being in the state that it's in, those two have been very directly involved in that. That would understandably give some people some apprehension, given that the biggest issue that the Titans now have is their roster construction, as we've seen. I mean, the biggest issue that the Titans have is the injury situation, but the roster construction is right there at the top for this team's inability to sustain. So while I do understand that kind of, you know, that kind of discussion, I do think that you can't necessarily hold the sins of uh, somebody's boss over their heads as they interview for the next position, but it absolutely should be taken into consideration and will be a factor uh, in these interviews. Uh, it was a factor in their interviews, as I'm uh, led to understand it. So those two um, have a lot of experience. They obviously have a very, very good institutional knowledge of all the different contract situations that this team is going to have to work through. And you know, any well-prepared candidate will also have a fundamental understanding of what it is what state this team currently is, and frankly, the biggest question that they need to be asked by the committee that Amy Adams Strunk of, uh, has put together of Titans leadership individuals, including President Burke Nihill uh, and, uh, and several others, what do they envision the Tennessee Titans are at this stage, and what do they envision them ultimately being? Now, Mike Vrabel's influence in these conversations and, and uh, candidates is something that cannot be underestimated. Obviously, Mike was retained, has a fair amount of say, and will, I think, be a very influential factor on the next general manager hire. Whether he has uh, person, a flat-out personnel control, that doesn't seem like it's in the cards right now. Not a full Bill O'Brien situation where they are both head coach and GM. But certainly Mike Vrabel's influence will be felt and there needs to be a quote-unquote collaborative effort between the front office and the coaching staff to try and see if this team can achieve at a higher level. So we'll keep you updated with that. Enjoy your weekend. Enjoy Super Wild Card Weekend. I frankly am looking forward to 
watching some football on the couch. Although, a little part of me wishes that I was still covering the postseason, as I'm sure many of you wish your football team was still playing. Meantime, we'll be back at it next Friday right here on the 615 Sessions Podcast.